Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, good people and inhabitants of planet Earth, both foreign and domestic, welcome to the Dairy Human Paradox. I'm your host, Darius Riddick, and I would like to thank you for joining me in what is nominally the next stage of evolution for humankind. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. For those of you joining us once again, welcome. But to all of you, you have my sincerest gratitude for your investment of time of which you do not get back, and I will do my best to ensure that it is well invested. If you are unfamiliar with what it is that we do here in the During Human Paradox mission and uh, why it was created in the simplest way possible, it is a collection of health theories designed and debunked to enable human prosperity, not just for us, not just for this generation, but for those that succeed us, because what is life if you can't create a better better quality of it for those that come after you? So, as always, on this day in history, June 9th, you know, surprisingly, nothing really interesting happened on this day in history, at least nothing that we really know about, except for a little bit of exploration, Uh, French navigator, Jacques Cartier sails the St. Lawrence River, so encounters what is, well, the first European explorer to encounter what is, uh, in modern text, the uh, St. Lawrence River in Quebec, Canada. So the 16th century, quite an interesting time for those of you that are fans of historical accounts. Uh, What a time for exploration, right? So much happened from the 1500s to the 1600s and this this vie to to find new trade routes for in, into China into the east and to just explore what began to be the new world right obviously indigenous people lived throughout the entire uh, area right because there's not just no one existed there at, at any point but um, it's fascinating this this uh, this idea of seeing how far we've progressed and how fast we we we've spread across Earth to really understand how much that it has to offer. And I'm interested to see how the next 500 years will go with, you know, exploring outside of Earth's atmosphere. Quite, quite an interesting time indeed. So as we get started today, just as a recap for for those that may have forgotten what the what 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 the main thing is that we discuss, the, the main concept that, that we that we attack. And for those of you that this may be the first time or the first episode you interact with, depending on where you are, what rung of your lifespan you are in or what universe you may exist in. (laughs) So one of the concepts that we frequently discuss in the Dura Human Paradox is the concept of skeletal muscle. Nominally, we refer to it as the enigma of skeletal muscle, and we refer to it as the enigma of skeletal muscle because it is extremely confusing. And... If you don't have an understanding of how to decode it, it will forever be confusing. But much like the Enigma machine, if you if you know how to use it, if if you have some understanding of it, then it it begins to make more sense. So we do our best to to decrypt this this Enigma of skeletal muscle, because arguably skeletal muscle is uh important to every human, right? It is responsible for basic locomotion. So everything you do in some capacity down to the molecular and cellular level is about the contraction of skeletal muscle elements that leads to formally movement. 
It's how you're able to carry your kid. It's how you're able to stand upright. It's how you're able to train in the gym. It's how you're able to go for a run outside. It's how you're able to walk down the sidewalk to work. It's how you're able to get in your car and drive around. All these things are, are generated by the contraction of, of cellular elements that formally lead to the movement of skeletal muscle. So it's only it only makes sense, right, that we understand it and that we do what we possibly can in order to improve its efficiency. And by by chance that we do improve its efficiency, we can improve everything linked to it, including movement. Because if we look at it from an evolutionary perspective into modern applications, movement is what has enabled human evolution. It's what's allowed us to escape from predators and it's what's allowed us to catch prey. It's what's allowed us to forage, to hunt, to build, to grow, to reproduce, to recreate and to expand. So everything that we discuss is is I mean, it's it's. The, in the most simplest way possible, it's it's done by skeletal muscle. So the power is, is in learning about it and learning what you can do in order to improve it. And what I will say is that we've we've learned so much uh, about the human machine up to this point that there is not one single way that we can say this is how you should do it. However, there are so many different ways that we have uncovered that we've been able to apply to a specific outcome of the human machine. And now we can say, OK, this may not work for you, but here are five other things that you can try and, you know, you can rack and stack them. Maybe this principle will be the best for you. And this will be number two. This will be number three. This will be number four. This will be number five. They all work in some capacity. You just have to have the make the conscious decision in order to use which one is going to work out best for you. But no one knows you better than you. So, you know, making that conscious decision is is, is the key here. So if we can continue to learn how to apply these concepts, then there's no reason why it. it, it skeletal muscle has to continue to exist as an enigma and for some individuals it's not it, it makes perfect sense right the, to to apply something and you're going to expect a certain outcome and even if that outcome is different you can kind of diagnose why it was different and then apply something different and then continue the process until you begin to to put together this this really odd looking artistic puzzle that's unique to the individual so that's that's kind of what we're trying to do here and um you know I, I i appreciate you guys bearing with me through all this but you know in the end it'll definitely be worth it whenever that end or if that end ever does come so yes with all that being said what the one thing that we're going to discuss today is is one of the acronyms that i feel like if you're early in your journey, it can be extremely effective. If you're somewhere in the middle of your journey, whatever that looks like, um, it can also be extremely effective. And even if you're towards the end of your journey, you can still apply it uh, at certain points in order to make it work for you. That's the beauty about this stuff is like we understand that the human life, the human lifespan is going to change over time, right? There are going to be certain points in your life where some things are more applicable than others. And the same thing definitely applies with these concepts that we talked about with skeletal muscle, because we know that there is a certain decay over the human lifespan. Now that speed is, is relative to the individual's genetic factors and lifestyle factors, but that doesn't mean that we can't delay it or, 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 or push it off if you will. <laughs> so, um, 
we can also capitalize on the ability within those those specific uh, lifespans. So you don't know if you're going to have the best performance in your 20s or in your 30s or in your 40s unless you actually apply the pressure and and ask those research questions and expect a certain outcome. And one of the acronyms we can do that specifically with skeletal muscle is that of pros. And for some of you who have been in the health and fitness space for a while, you probably know what the acronym is. Uh, but for those of you that don't, PROS is an acronym that stands for progression, regularity, overload, and specificity. Now, arguably, this can be applied to uh, a lot of principles when it comes to uh, sport, uh, aesthetics, or functional performance. Um, but specifically with skeletal muscle, when we apply the acronym of PROS, it, it, it allows us to remove some of the external variables that may prevent us from optimizing it to its best potential. And when we talk about progression, <clears throat> it's the concept that we've discussed before, but progression in terms of skeletal muscle specifically, we, we, we can attribute that to the, the progression of protocol for each individual, let's say workout. Okay. So what this basically states is that you wouldn't start with activating small muscle groups and then trying to activate large muscle groups because that would be counterintuitive to what we call motor recruitment and the idea that larger muscle groups are going to develop skeletal muscle more because they recruit more motor units and because they promote more of an anabolic environment. And both of those things, I'm not going to go into detail in this episode because we have discussed them before. So if you are unaware of what I'm talking about, you have to catch up. <laughs> okay. Regularity. In the simplest way I can possibly put, this is consistency. And I, I think I, I can't remember who exactly said it or how long ago I heard it. But the best way I've ever heard this put is that, you know, one gym session that lasts five hours won't get you in shape or won't you won't see results but five gym sessions that last one hour will 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 show you more results so it's this idea that when you regularly destabilize the body's homeostasis for a positive outcome via exercise you will see more results Versus if you over, if you try to um, overstimulate it too much at once. So in, in the simplest way that we can we can we can put it is consistency and, and you have to maintain a sense of regularity and consistency with the type of protocol that you are 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 using. And this goes back to something that we have also talked about when. It, when we when we discuss establishing a primary goal in order to maintain regularity in order to maintain consistency you must first establish a goal and once you establish that goal each protocol each, each subsequent protocol and each consistent path that you take should be targeted towards that goal 
overload. So overload is exactly what you think. And as we discussed with progression, overload is simply to recruit the most motor units. And this idea that large muscle mass groups are going to generate the most results in terms of anabolic environments and developing skeletal muscle. And again, in the simplest way, because we've discussed it before, if you don't have a sense of intensity when uh, when when approaching developing skeletal muscle or resistance training, then arguably you will never truly see the results that you're after. You'll see some results, of course, because that, that's what the body does. It responds to the stimuli that you that you that you attach to it. But it, if you can overload a certain muscle group to the point where the where it has to forcefully adapt, then not only are you doing your doing your do your your goal a service, but it's 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 scientifically proven that it's the only way that you will develop the most strength and power output. Say if you only use resistance bands, right, you will only develop as much adaptation to that resistance as that band can give you. But that's where like free weights are 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 I would say better better used because it more mimics the, the body's natural pattern. So when you when you mimic the natural pattern and then you can overload the muscle, you're you're going to get the best response. And then of course, the S super easy specificity. If you aren't working at something specifically, then how can you expect a certain result? It, it'll be like, for example, if you want to become a better runner, but you only ever do resistance training. It's it's kind of like well, that doesn't make sense. Like, why why are you doing that? <laughs> and that's the yeah, the same goes for each and every single muscle group and each and every single type of exercise, each and every single type of movement. If you want to develop your glutes, you kind of want to do glute exercises that mimic the body's natural pattern of movement. You really really wouldn't want to do jumping jacks. <laughs> Or if you wanted to promote hypertrophy, uh, which, which we, we talked about this plenty of times before, just the growth of skeletal muscle, then you would want to do a specific rep range between 6 and 12 or 8 and 12. You really wouldn't want to do 50 or you, you wouldn't want to do 2. So you you have to get specific when if you want to see a specific result. And though this may seem a little bit confusing the the verdict is just like we've discussed plenty of times before if you don't establish your goal first none of this is truly going to make sense it's always going to be confusing there's going to be a level of frustration there's going to be a level of overwhelm but with most things establishing that goal first is 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 really gonna put you in a position of success. And the ceiling of that success is really gonna be up to your willingness, your mentality to use these tools because even the sharpest ax, if left in a tool shed, will rust. But until next time, stay durable, my friends. <laughs>